Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Ashley Speaks Up. This week we'll be discussing how there are a lot of secrets that can help you out that are right in front of you that you might not even notice. My name is Ashley and my partner is in recovery for addiction. It's hard to find others like myself, but we're out there with a story to be heard. This is mine and this is Ashley Speaks Up. Alright guys, so like I said, this week's episode is about things that you can use, secrets, tools, things like that that you could use for your recovery that might be right in front of you that you might not even notice. So for this example, for me, I'm going to use the movie Frozen 2. And I'm sure you're probably wondering what this has to do with us. (laughs) And it's true, it does seem a little bit kind of like off the mark or like odd, like why would you pick this movie out of all of them? But okay, here we go. So I have a four-year-old and I thought that since, you know, she's four now, so she was born in 2016, I thought that she was going to kind of miss the frozen fever era, you know, like there was a lot of kids that were so into it when it first came out and I feel like, I don't know exactly what year that was, but it was a while before she was born. So I'm like, okay, good, you know, like I've heard all about that, you know, it was a big thing and, you know, I've seen the first movie and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, she, she should be fine. She's not going to get into that. I was wrong. (laughs) She ended up being really into it. We watched the first one on repeat for a really long time, months. It might have even been years. And so, of course, last year, I believe it was in the summer of last year, when we found out that there was going to be a second one, of course, we had to, you know, show her the trailer. We hyped her up about it. She was psyched to be able to go. This was back when movie theaters were still a thing (laughs) because, you know, now we don't have access to those. But yeah, so we, you know, we're very excited about it. I started getting excited about it. And yeah, I mean, it just looked like a really good movie. I, you know, like I said, I've seen the first one and I feel like the second one was a little bit more, um, I guess you could say mature, you know, Um, it seemed like a little bit more maybe for like older kids. Maybe because, you know, they had feel, you know, Disney felt that maybe, you know, all the ones that I had that I've seen the first one were a little bit older. I don't know. But for whatever reason, it just seemed a little bit darker, a little bit more serious. But we still wanted to take her, you know, and she loved it. It was great. And of course, after that, we went to see it in the movie theaters again. And then after that, when it came out on a digital release, we bought it, we were all excited, and we watched it on repeat just like the first one. So I am pretty well versed in the Frozen saga, especially the second one, because that's the most recent one that I have in my memory. And as I was watching it, you know, for even the first time, but even all, you know, all the times after that, I realized that there's like a lot of good quotes in it. There's a lot of good scenarios that, you know, like the characters are in. There's a lot of different themes (laughs) that could really be applied to, you know, anyone's life, but more specifically, obviously for us, because that's the scenario in the situation that I'm in. And so I just, I don't know, like I said, I I feel like this movie is very good for things like that, you know, that kind of just can show us a little bit more. So I have a couple quotes and, um, Well, actually, before I get into that, I'm going to have to give you some backstory in case you were unfamiliar with the Frozen franchise, okay? So basically, there are two sisters, 
One's named Anna. One's name is Elsa. Elsa is the one with the ice powers. Okay, she's like the ice princess, ice queen. She's the one who can, you know, do all the cool snowflakes and stuff. <laughs> and so Anna and Elsa, they are, you know, princesses. Well, Elsa is the queen, but they rule this kingdom called Arendelle, and that's where they've lived their whole life. Their parents died um, in the first movie. They were out, you know, on a ship at sea, and there was an accident and all that. So they are, you know, without parents. And so the second one starts out with everything being good. Elsa has stepped into, you know, herself in that, you know, she's a little bit different than everyone else. Um, But the kingdom is good. You know, everything's good. It starts out with a nice little happy opening song and everything's great. You know, everything's doing well. The kingdom is happy. The sisters are close. Everything's good. Okay, but trouble starts when Elsa, the one with the ice powers, hears this voice calling her from the north you know she hears it all the time it's just this voice that's calling her it doesn't say anything it's just basically just like you know vocalizing singing and you know she doesn't understand what it is but it's something that's calling her and she can feel that it's good so then she tells her sister anna you know like i need to go find this voice i don't know who it is but it's calling me i need to go so of course anna wants to come with her some friends of theirs join them as well and they go up north Eventually, they find this place called the Enchanted Forest, where there were actually a lot of people that were from their kingdom that were trapped. They've been trapped for a few decades, I think. And so, you know, they help them out. They kind of show them what's going on. They teach them, you know, Anna and Elsa about their heritage, where they're from. They give them a lot more details about the past that they didn't know. You know, some turmoil that was in their kingdom with some of the um, native people that were there that live in the Enchanted Forest. And so Elsa continues north. She still continues on this quest. She eventually finds out who the voice is, and it ends up being herself. Now, I'm not really sure how that works, (laughs) but it ends up being herself. She ends up coming to the realization that she was meant to be so much more than just the queen of their kingdom, and she ends up being something called the fifth spirit that ends up being the ruler or the caretaker, however you want to see it, of the enchanted forest and she you know has all the powers of the different elements and she can control them and this and that or whatever and then everything's good she finds out who she is she finds out who the voice is and anna goes back to the kingdom and is the ruler there and so then they just take care of you know the lands (laughs) so that's essentially what the movie is in a nutshell okay so i feel like this relates to us because okay I don't know about everyone else, so I'm just going to give my backstory and how I relate to it. Okay, so I feel like lately in like this last relapse episode, that was actually quite a while ago now that I think about it, time seems to be going pretty fast, (laughs) but I, you know, had come to the realization that, you know, I was with somebody who was, who had an addiction issue, okay, and it just, it wasn't just going to go away, okay, and I, I accepted it as much as I could in that time frame or in that time period. But, you know, I I still felt that things weren't how they were supposed to be. You know, I'm like, things aren't supposed to be this difficult still. Things aren't supposed to be this intense. You know, they were just getting more and more intense. Like the relapses were more intense. Everything that was coming after it was more intense and focused. And, you know, all the negative emotions that were surrounding it were just so much more strong and intense and scary. 
and I'm like, okay, this this is not how it's supposed to be. Okay, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be this difficult. It's not supposed to be this stressful and scary. And it's not supposed to be like this. Like it, this is just way too crazy and, and intense. Like how we can't like continue to do this. Like it doesn't even seem sustainable at all. Like something bad is going to happen. And so, I was already on my journey of trying to find out like who I was or what I was going to do or, or you know how I was going to help this. And finally, I got to a point where I was just like, okay you know, like, I can't do it like this anymore. And so I just, you know, poured into different things. I really focused and I just, you know, made goals and made an idea in my head of what I wanted my life to be. And that wasn't it. And so I did everything I could to change that. And it was really hard. But through that, you know, I found out so many different things about myself. You know, I found out how strong I actually was, how you know, able to control my emotions, I was, you know, like things didn't have to be so stressful and so touch and go. And, you know, it really didn't have to be as intense as I thought, you know, there was a way for me to go through all that and still be happy and content and like able to own what happened and not be embarrassed and everything. And, you know, I found out that now I wanted to do this where I wanted to share my story and I wanted to you know, not be limited by it and not be, you know, embarrassed or feel that it's something to hide. Like, I feel like I really stepped into the power of my experience and my story. And I found out, like I said, that the this whole time I was searching for someone and like, obviously, you know, in program, they teach you that there's a higher power, which, you know, I do believe in, you know, like we do have this universal power that, you know, influences things and everything. But I feel like I wasn't even searching for that. I was just searching for this person or, you know, this scenario that would help me. And I like at the end of it, I realized that it was me, you know, like I had to be the one to save myself. I had to be the one to do the work for myself. I had to be the one to, you know, influence my life in the way that I wanted it to go. Like it wasn't like even if you believe in like, you know, God or a higher power or just the universe like, you know, the universal energy as a whole, you still have to take action in order to influence that, you know, like you can't just sit down and, you know, sit down on your floor and just expect things to happen to you. You still have to take action. And so I realized that I, you know, I was expecting other people to take these actions for me. And at the end of the day, it was me that had to do it, you know, like I was the one that had to influence my life. And so it's kind of like the movie, you know, like she goes through all this, she learns all these things and she figures out that at the end, it's her that she's looking for. And so I feel like, you know, now, like in the movie, Elsa gets to a point where she is even more sure of herself than she was at the beginning of the second movie. And, you know, she finds out who she is, like that's what she's going to do. And she is comfortable with who she is. It's not something she has to hide anymore. And she has fully stepped into her power of being comfortable with all of that and, you know, what her life was meant to be. And so, like I said, I have some quotes here and I feel like there's a lot, but I'm just going to pick, you know, a few that I feel like really resonated with me and then I will explain. Okay, so there is a quote that Elsa says in the movie and she says fear can't be trusted she said a little bit before that but the gist of it is fear can't be trusted that's just your fear fear can't be trusted because a lot of people especially us you know we believe that 
fear is something that is showing us some kind of answer like oh we're you know we're scared of this so it should be like really intense this should be really bad if we're this scared of it or you know we really need to pay attention to this because we're scared of it but it's just our feelings about it what we're scared about something else you know somebody else could have no issue with like you know for example i am terrified of spiders but you know my brother he has no problem picking up a spider and just letting it crawl on his hand which i think is absolutely crazy you know but if some person could be totally afraid of their partner going to rehab but for some you know for another person they're like oh that's great that's a perfect answer you know like it's just different things so fear can't be trusted because that's just some kind of emotion that we are not dealing with that's coming out as fear okay there is rational fear of course but we shouldn't be consumed by it we shouldn't be terribly influenced by it to where you know it's just controlling our lives and we're not able to function because we're just so consumed with fear we should be able to process it and realize it for what it is and not let it control our lives so let's see another quote is okay this is it's it's marked as being said by the reindeer but we know who really said it it was an, it was a person but it says you feel what you feel and your feelings are real which is true because you know just like I said with the fear thing you can feel fear and there's nothing wrong with it you don't have to make yourself feel guilty for it you just have to feel your feelings and be able to process them you can't live by them you can't let them control your life but they're perfectly real you know like I said there's rational irrational it doesn't mean that they're not real it just means that you can't let them consume your life but you feel what you feel and your feelings are real that's true never negate anything just feel them See them for what they are and allow yourself to process them and move on. All right. And then let's see. I think I'm just going to pick one more quote because there's like, like I said, th this movie is just completely filled with tons of them. But there's an, okay, there's another one that I think is really important. So it was said a couple times. But basically the gist of it is, when one can see no future, all one can do is the next right thing. And I feel like this is really important for us. When one can see no future, all one can do is the next right thing. And this is true. You know, like for us, I mean, nobody can really see the future, you know. <laughs> I mean, unless you claim to be a psychic. But what I'm saying is, like the average person cannot see into the future. <laughs> So, you know, especially for us, you know, like when things are really, really bad and we have no idea if, you know, the most extreme scenario, worst case scenario is going to be on the table. You know, we, we can't even see into the next minute, let alone the next day or the next month. So when you're in that position, anytime, whether you have a loved one who's an who is an addict or not, when you can't see the future, you know, when you have no idea how things are going to go, when things are just completely upside down, all you can do is the next right thing. You know, if you're living in fear, if you're living in turmoil, if you're living in stress, all you can do is the next right thing. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be a five-year plan or, you know, a really detailed list of things you're going to do or, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out. It could just be putting yourself first for a little bit, you know. Do one thing that helps you do one journaling activity it's just the next right thing not the next right thing for the next month just the next right thing 
it's like, you know, when you're in the throes of it and you have no idea what's going to happen next and you're just so stressed and overwhelmed and just maxed out on emotions as much as possible. You know, like I said, there's not a lot of stuff to do. Like, it's hard to make a plan for anything. So all you have to do is the next right thing, whatever that means for you. And so, like I said, a million times, (laughs) this movie is great. I I think it's really great. It's full of tons of stuff. I really like it. I like how I can relate to it. Like I said, the themes of being able to find yourself and realize that you're the one you've been waiting for, which is part of the song she sings. You know, you're the one you've been waiting for all your life or whatever. Like, it's, it's good. So basically, like I said, what my point is, is that even if it's, you know, It's not something that's, you know, marketed as being transformational to your life. You can find inspiration and hope and all kinds of things in the weirdest situations and the weirdest of places if you just look for it, you know, and like this. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's just a movie that your four-year-old wants to watch on repeat. You know, like the point is, I just like this idea. You don't have to go crazy to find things that help you. And like, obviously, like I said, for me, I like to create content related to us because we need a lot of people with voices like ours. But in terms of just everyday things, you know, like you can find inspiration anywhere. You can find inspiration anywhere and and turn it into different things. And that's, you know, part of what I do too. I find different quotes and, you know, put it in our perspective and in the light of being with somebody who has an addiction issue. And I, you know, I try to do that because answers are literally everywhere. (laughs) You just have to be willing to look. Well, guys, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next week and keep an eye on our social media pages to find out what we'll be discussing. Also, subscribe to the show and the blog at ashleyspeaksup.com. See you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll leave you with this quote. All right, like I said, this movie is full of quotes. However, (laughs) I have found one more that I really wanted to talk about. So... As I've said, the two sisters lost their parents, and it turns out that the parents actually left to find answers about Elsa, the one with the ice powers. So Elsa was kind of coming to terms with this, and she feels that it was her fault that they had passed away in the ship accident. But Anna says this quote, you're not responsible for their choices, Elsa. And it's true. I feel like we can relate a lot to that too. We're not responsible for our partner's choices. We're not responsible for their actions. We're not responsible for them any more than anyone else. The only person we're responsible for truly and completely is ourselves. Bye, guys.